everybody and welcome back to my podcast, Esme's Country Life. Before we begin, I want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast, Red Post Equestrian. So Red Post is a huge online and also in-store equestrian and country shop that sell all over the world. So if, if you're in the US, if you're in Europe, if you're in Australia, if you're in the UK, there's something where you're like, oh no, I've run out of this or I need to buy um, some new breeches or this, that or the other. They'll have it if it's equestrian and also... You guys can hear it first from here that there might be a meetup at Red Post sometime coming soon. Keep your ears out for that. But anyway, thank you so much, Red Post, for sponsoring today's podcast. And let's get in. So for today's episode, I quite enjoy every... Like, I love updating you on what I've been up to recently. But I thought for today's one, I would do like kind of like a topic that I talk about. And I thought, I can't believe I haven't done this yet. Especially as the podcast is literally called... Esme's country life, I thought I would talk about what it was kind of like growing up in the British countryside as a kid and still living there now. I mean, I've lived in the country my whole life because um, another podcast episode that I'm going to be doing soon is a QA and a because so many of you guys asked questions and things. And one of the ones, I was actually thinking about this, I, this was going to be the one I answered, I would answer first because somebody said, what is it like growing up or living in the British countryside? And I was thinking to myself, I could literally talk for like half an hour or so about what it's like. I also have lots of funny stories and different things. And I thought at first, I thought, oh, is that like kind of like a boring thing to talk about? But actually, especially if maybe you live in a different country or you live in the city or a town, um, you probably probably grew up in a totally different way or live a very different life. And I think that's one of the things I love about watching people on the internet there are so many different people living so many different lives and just seeing like little snippets or hearing their story and um what their life's like that's what I always think like I love going traveling and going to different places and exploring and always while I'm there I kind of pretend or feel like I'm one of the locals or I live there or what it would be like to move there and things like that but um anyway I thought I would start off like describing what my village is like um we live in a very small village obviously I'm not going to get into too much detail on certain things because do not want people to find out where I live, but um, I've always grown, I've literally grown up in the same village my whole life. Technically, I actually live in a different village now, even though I live, I ran it actually once. When I first moved to my cottage, I thought, you know what, I really want to know how far exactly it is to get there because there's also um, one of the bridle paths that I take the horses on all the time. If you don't know what a bridle path is, it's kind of like a footpath. So it's like a path that goes through farmer's fields and there's gates so you can access it and it's all like legal but it's not paved it's not like a road and cars can't go on it so um I think with bridal paths you can go on a bike as well footpath I don't think you can go on a bike um but so anyway um so that's all kind of across farmer's fields and I also really wanted to know which way because I've done this ride literally like almost every day of my life like whenever I take the horses hacking that is like my go-to hacking route it's a lovely kind of like little circle I can go roadway first or like fields way first so I like to switch up which kind of if I go clockwise or anti-clockwise around and the horses like the only problem is in the winter it gets so muddy that sometimes I do have to give it a miss in like I'd say from December to maybe end of February, March, depending on how quickly the ground dries up. They're kind of the months where I stay clear, but all the others, it's great. And it's my favorite little going around the block kind of thing to do. Um, so anyway, my house is quite near that hacking route, like the kind of other end. And um, I wanted to run it to see how far it was. So got my running shoes on, went for a little jog and it's exactly 
2.5 kilometers if I go on the road and it's 2.5 I think it was like a little bit more it was about three kilometers if I went across the fields um, but there's also another way across the fields there are so many footpaths in my village um, especially as all the road like the proper roads are really like windy and things so actually on this particular day I actually went for a run um, one of the reasons was my boyfriend dropped me off at my house and my car was still at my parents slash the horses so um, I was like I'm gonna have to walk I was like, to be fair, I could have rung my dad up and be like, hi, can you um, come pick me up? And it's like a five minute drive. So I was like, it's a five minute drive or I'd say it's probably like a 20, 25 minute walk. Probably more like a 20 minute walk if you do 2.5 kilometers. That sounds about right. Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm gonna run. I'm gonna go the scenic route. I'm gonna go through, not the fields that I ride the horses, but different fields and woods and things and saw some cows. That was nice. Almost stepped in a cow pat, which wouldn't have been great. But, you know, I feel like every country person has done that at least once. Um, it made me realise, literally, there are so many people in our village that own horses. There are so many, like, horse barns. There's, like, a big horse stud that breeds horses. There's, like, a... Yeah, there's, a, there's basically a lot there's a riding school there's a lot of horses where I live um no wonder when I was younger the horses would ride past my parents house and I'd point out the window being like I want to do that please um but there's also a lot of sheep we have a lot of sheep where we are a lot of cows actually there's a surprising amount of um alpacas or llamas I'd say alpaca I think they are alpacas because they're like the smaller ones I feel like llamas are kind of like they're a little bit bigger, but no, they're the smaller fluffy ones. Um, there are a lot of alpacas, actually, near where we are. Um, strangely enough, I feel that's like a little bit random, but there we go. Um, no pigs. I don't really think there are many pigs in the village. I was trying to think of other animals. Actually, there's there's one family that have goats. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'll stop naming different animals. Um, went off for my run. My run en ended up doing, you know, going through the woods and all that. Ended up being about four kilometres, and I did that in about... 25 minutes of it to be fair I was filming um filming a little vlog as I went and I got really bad stitch because I ate probably a little bit too much breakfast from a run um so I got stitched for a little bit I went for a little walk I also stopped to take photos and vlog and that kind of thing so um probably could have done it a little bit quicker especially as I haven't done my running for a while but the other time when I did my little 5k um to my house and back because it's like yeah as I said um I did I was so proud of myself I managed to do that in like 28 minutes which is under half an hour and I feel like well my trainer D who I do lots of like fitness kind of stuff with she's like if you can do it under 30 like 5k under 30 minutes you're doing well so that's kind of like how I kind of mathematical know if I'm doing all right so anyway um back to me describing what my village is like um so yeah the village is very small we have a village shop actually the village shop is kind of new they, there was an old village shop and there's a new one um playground playground is also new I feel like they kind of put it in uh, like I, I was still in primary school when they put it in but I kind of missed my main playground years <laughs> before it was there so we would always like go to a different village's playground go and use their facilities um primary school we have a pub and we have like a proper like old old like proper still how it would have been like 300 years ago pub which is great um that's like really that's like a nice little walk um there's also like uh, it's not really part of our village it's kind of just in between villages but there's also a really nice pub that we call like the fancy pub so we have like the pub pub and then we have like the meal pub and there's actually a really lovely walk from one side of the village to the other which we my family and i love to do in the summer 
Um, I don't really know how far it is. It probably takes about half an hour to walk there. So we walk there, have our meal, and then sometimes we're walking home in the dark with our little head torches on or with our torches and things. But that's always really lovely. That's like one of some of my favorite family memories. I remember doing that walk as a kid. It felt like the longest walk ever. And now I'm an adult, it just feels like a normal little walk. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things like that. Like me and my dad, we went to the beach the other day to take some photos. And um, it's like a little 10 minute walk to get down to the beach. But obviously on the way back up, it's kind of uphill because it's near where all the like cliffs and things are and I remember that walk feeling like the longest walk ever and when dad was like oh yeah we'll go down to that beach I was like mate that is such a long walk that's so much effort and then I just realized I was being lazy um I got there I mean still it's a bit of effort having to go uphill like it's it gets your bum cheeks working if you know what I mean you can like feel your legs but um anyway back to describing the village uh what else do we have I feel like in the UK like a pub is very much kind of like the place where everybody kind of like goes and meets their friends and not even like in a let's go and drink alcohol kind of way because a lot of the time if I go to like a different village where my friend lives I, I'm always driving like I, I never drink when I drive I'm very responsible so um a lot of the time I'm there like my go-to drink when I'm not drinking is um a lime and lemonade because it's something that I normally wouldn't have at home like I'd have a lemonade at home but I feel like that just adds like a little or like a lime soda I feel like it just adds a little something to it and it makes me feel like I'm at the pub or I'm not at home and I feel like it's nice in communities having somewhere that's like not someone's house where you can all meet up go socialize I don't know what I, I want to know because I feel like a pub is a very different vibe to like a bar or a club or anything like that. It's more of like, like even like, like it's a place where like families go as well for like lunch and dinner and that kind of thing. When a bar, it's like no children allowed. Um, but no, I want to, I want to know in like different countries that don't have pubs. Like where, where is your like social go-to place? Because I, I think I was listening to something online about this, how there are less and less places like that nowadays in society. Like... I guess like there's libraries, people going, yeah, I guess you could go and read in a library, but you've got to be really quiet. Like you can't really talk in a library or I guess like clubhouses, I guess. In some places have a clubhouse. We have a village hall. That's another thing that we have. Um, we have like a little morning market um, at the weekend. So sometimes I've got so many like cute memories of going there with my grandma. Um, they'd always have like little flower competitions on or um, the whole village would do like competitions for like growing vegetables so who can grow like the biggest potato and things like that I feel like this people like from a different country listening to this are going to be like this literally sounds like out of some sort of stereotyp stereotypical like book like who can grow the biggest squash like that kind of thing um, we have that all every March there's always who can grow the best daffodils um, and then I, I remember as a kid like entering some like little competitions like that there would always be ones for kids which were, like craft ones like I don't know who can make the best sculpture out of pine cones <laughs> or things like that which are really good fun and there was also like the local brownies and girl guiding club they would always always use the um, village halls as well for different activities um, I never did that actually because I kind of did pony club so that was kind of like my social my social child activity thing where you would get badges I feel like a lot I feel like most kids do some sort of thing where you know you get like badges or some sort of achievement for doing things um but I think I had swimming on the day where it was brownies so that's why I, I never went um I had sw swimming lessons instead 
feel like it, as a kid you do so many different activities I guess like you kind of when you're a child you kind of want to figure out what like your thing is and I'm very lucky to say that I, I figured out that horse riding was kind of like my thing when growing up um but no, we also have um there's always like a summer fair as well oh my goodness I've just remembered the the like is you know when you have one of those stories where it's funny but also at the time it wasn't funny and it was really stressful and you're really cringing. I have one of I have one of those stories at one of the summer fairs. So um our neighbour was doing so at, so to picture summer fairs at in my village, like the village hall, there's lots of craft tables, people have things like selling earrings or soaps or that like I don't know what else to call them, but like just like bits and bobs, things where you're like, oh, that would be like a really nice thing to buy um, somebody as like a birthday present or like a little gift. So there would be like candles or cards or artwork and things like that. And then there'd be like, there'd always be a grandma that would be selling things that she'd like knitted as well. And there'd be like, um, also be, um, so there was like, yeah, there was that. And then there was also like the um, village hall is near where the church is. So in the church house garden there would also be like different tents up there'd be like a bouncy castle for the kids um I definitely had a lot of fun on that bouncy castle <laughs> back in the day um there would be like lots of different things anyway our neighbour our next neighbour that we're really close with they were doing um like one of the stalls and there are lots of like different games so you could imagine there'd be you know what's it I was going to call it operation but it's not operation if you can imagine like a squiggly line made out of metal and then you have like a loop and you can't touch it and you have to go all the way around and if not like, I was going to say it gives you electric shock. It definitely doesn't give you electric shock. That would not be good. It, like, a buzzer goes off and then you don't win the prize. Or there'd always be, like, a raffle as well where you'd, like, pay, like, 50p, probably. Inflation, that would probably be, like, a pound or more now. Um, and then you put your hand in, like, a little bucket and you lift lift it out and then you open it up and there's a number and then you have to find the number that's on the prize. And the pri there's always, like, a, bo a box of matchsticks, which are, like, chocolates that you can get, like, the minty ones. I feel like that they were always there in the prizes. Sometimes there'd be, I don't know, like, a bottle of wine or, like, if you went for, like, the really good prizes, you'd get, like, a full-on, like food hamper or if it was something really bad you'd get just like there'd always be like loads of random stuff like it would be like a bottle of shampoo or like body wash like um tesco's own brand or something like that it would always be like really random stuff like some some things would be really good i remember one year being like so disappointed as a kid because i won like a I want like a can of baked beans like it would always be really random and um Anyway, um, my neighbour was doing one of the weird game kind of things that you could do, and um, it was loads of egg cups. When I'm saying there were loads, there were probably about 30, maybe 40 egg cups. It must have, actually, it might have been 50, like two rows of 10, uh, two rows of five, sorry. And um, just all these egg cups, and it was kind of like, I think it was the lucky dip. So you'd like pay a bit of money, like 20p or something, and... Um, you would lift up an egg cup and there'd be a prize underneath and sometimes there'd be like a colour and then you would like get your prize from what colour was under the egg cup, that kind of thing. And anyway, <laughs> I can see my dad smiling because <laughs> he's helping me film this and he knows what's coming. Um, so anyway, at these sort of summer fates or things, there would always be like a barbecue. Um, and I was kind of like the age where I was old enough to probably like run the stand. Like I knew how to do maths and money just about and talk to people and function as a human um but I was still quite young I was probably like I want to say like eight or nine 
and um, Max was younger, so he's two years younger than me, so he was probably about six or seven. And my mum and I, I mean, my neighbour wanted to go and have a look around the, like, stalls and things, because she'd been there running the stall all day, and we're like, yeah, sure, we can take over and look after it for you. So anyway, she went off, went for a little mooch about, that kind of thing, and so me and my brother and my mum were there, and my brother was eating this burger, and he got really full, and um, he was like, oh, I don't want it anymore. And I think my mum had gone to the toilet at this stage. So it's just me and my brother running the stand. And then he went and like was like, oh, I'm really bored. I want to go play with my friends. Like typical boy, child, just like, yeah, I don't like shopping. I don't like this. Don't, I'm just going to go off and play with my friends. So I was like, all right, I'll be the one then. Leave me with this stool. So I was with this, this kind of stool. And... Um, Anyway, the there's this real um and but also he left me with this piece of burger and I was like, what am I gonna do with this piece of burger? Like I can't go anywhere, I can't go and put it in the bin. There wasn't even like a napkin or anything. So I so and they were gonna I saw this family and they were coming over to go and do this stall, and I couldn't just be standing there with this bit of burger and also like I feel like most siblings probably can relate to this, is especially your younger brother. I mean, I still find Max gross now, and I'm not afraid to say that. Like, Max, I'm not even going to apologise. Like, it's just genetically wired into you to think that your younger sibling or your sibling in general is disgusting, especially, you know, boy sibling as well. So (laughs) I found Max's, you know, burger with probably his saliva and grubby fingers that had touched it, like, a bit gross. I thought, you know what? Put it under the egg cup. Oh my goodness, did I regret my decisions? <laughs> so this family came walking on over. Now, um, they lived... I knew this family. They Their kids didn't go to the local village school like I did. They went to, like, a private school somewhere. So um, they were, like, the proper fancy kind of posh family. And they came over and um, their daughter was like, oh, can I have a go at the Lucky Dip? So she had a go. And this was when... My heart started racing. I can see her. She was eyeing up <laughs> the one that had the piece of burger underneath. And I was just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what am I going to do if she picks up the piece of burger? Like, that is not, like, I thought it was bad enough getting a can of beans. She's going to be getting this bit of Max's chewed up, well, bite marks but chewed up burger anyway her hand went she she was moving closer and closer to the egg cup with the burger underneath and luckily thank the heavens she picked up the one that was next to it and not the actual one and after that my mom came back I was like girl you need to get this piece of burger away from me it's haunting my dreams and that's one of the I like it's one of those things where I probably yeah, I, I just cringe out when I think about it. I've probably had, like, night sweats thinking about... I feel like everyone's had, like, one of those kind of experiences where it's, like, such a close call to something going... Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, nobody is going to die. Like, it's such a... N- not a very big problem. But it would have been so difficult to explain why there was a bit of, like, a tiny little bit of burger underneath an egg cup. So, um, we have lots of weird and wacky kind of things like that. There was also always like a plant sale and um, I remember getting a cactus that I still have today. Um, So there we go. Um, I haven't actually really explained what it's like to live in the countryside. I kind of just explained kind of village life, I guess. So um, our village is probably 20, I want to say 20 minutes depending on traffic, probably a little bit more if there's no traffic, probably a little bit less if you go a bit faster (laughs) on the country lanes. That's up to you. But um, 
I'd say, yeah, that kind of distance. I'd say average 20 minutes. Um, there are like two kind of like towns nearish where we live, um, both around the same distance apart. So um, because of that, uh, where we live at my parents' house, you can get no takeaways at all. Nil. I think maybe there's like one Indian that you can get a takeaway from. But apart from that, like none at all. So um that's one thing that I always have to explain to my friends. Like, oh, let's just like order a pizza or something like that. No, you can't get that. However, now I live in my cottage and I technically live in a different village to my parents, even though I live closer to them than the other side of the village, if that makes sense. Like I literally live w one road away for some reason. Like I'm on the outskirts of one village, they're on the outskirts of the other. But um, I can get two places for takeaway the Indian, and I can get pizza from the nearest town. And I've got to say, it's a really good pizza place as well. So very excited about that. So everyone that's like, oh, now you've moved out. Do you just get takeaways all the time? Or now you've moved out, like, do you never cook for yourself? No, I, I feel like I've actually learned to cook really quickly. Like I've got quite a few different like go-to meals under my belt. And I feel like once you know how to cook a few meals, you just kind of like glance at the recipe, be like, bit of this, bit of that. You, you, like, I know how to chop vegetables. I know how to cook things until they're cooked. It's just kind of seeing what ingredients you need. So I feel like I've, I've, I'm doing all right on that front. But um, yeah, no, a lot of cooking if you live in the countryside. Um, also, one of the reasons why I kind of decided like this would actually be quite an interesting podcast to talk about was um, I picked up a painting um, up near London the other day from a guy called, um, I'll leave, I was going to say I'll leave his, his Instagram up on screen, but I can't do that, it's a podcast, so I think his handle is Art by Rajan Seth, I want to say, and um, he did an absolutely beautiful painting for me called Orca, it's like an abstract kind of thing, but you can kind of see it looks a little bit like an orca whale, um, but anyway, went up to kind of London-ish, like outskirts of London where he lived, and um, him and his wife were like asking me loads of questions about what it was like living in the countryside, because both of them have been like proper city people or town people their whole lives. And um, they were surprised when I was like, oh yeah, if I want to go to the supermarket, then you know, I have to drive like 20 minutes. And they were like stunned by that. Um, and also like to go shopping, I'd say like, we have quite a few like town, I mean, there are a few, like there are a few towns, like I'd say like British towns, are probably quite different to like American towns because I feel like every American town has like a high school and a um, shopping mall and I don't know like all the like a movie theater sorry that's like a really bad American accent from me <laughs> I don't mean to be mean um that's just, I'm just really bad at accents as I've said before but anyway that's that's all you're getting for now um, but in British high, like high streets, especially if it's a smaller town, you have a few like charity shops. There's maybe like one or two clothes shops. Like there's an, like a new look or something. Um, there's like a s drug store, and then there's like actually there's quite a few independent shops. In um, there's like a butcher's, a carpet shop, curtain shop. I'm trying to think of other things, but. There's not like, oh, oh, nail bars, going to have your nails done. But I feel like there's never like proper like shopping, shopping. Like if you wanted to go shopping, 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 like buy a new pair of shoes, buy a new pair of jeans, that kind of thing. Especially if you're like a younger person. Like I think that there's like, I don't know. I was going to say old people shoe shops, but that sounds really mean. But it's probably, you know, somewhere that has shoes that are, 
have really good care for your souls. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of shops, a charity shops, basically, in my local kind of towns. Um, so if you want to go like shopping, shopping, I'd say to the nearest like big town would probably be half an hour. But if I wanted to go like big, big, like I'm talking city or like big, big town, I'd say probably between 45 minutes and an hour. So if I want to go on a shopping trip, it's probably about an hour away, I'd say, especially if there's traffic, which normally in a city there is traffic because UK cities are not designed to have cars going through them. They're designed to have people and back in the day, like horse and carts going around and you know, only the rich people had that. So, um, yeah, very different. But yeah, I'd say probably about an hour. It, it depends also. Sometimes I go to a nearby town, get the train and then get the train in just because I hate parking in cities. Actually, I hate driving in cities in general. I'm really weird when it comes to driving because country lanes, they're all right. Motorways, they're all right as well. Like, you kind of just follow the road. You don't have to worry. Like, yeah, you have to worry sometimes about, you know, oh, I've got to pull off at this junction and stuff like that. But, you know, there's like, you know, there's no pedestrians walking around. And that, I feel like they're the two things people always say they hate the most. Like, oh, I hate country lanes. You can't see what's going around the corner. There are people driving too fast. Like, that's just what I'm used to because that's where I live. And I just drive slowly because I never know there might be a horse going around the corner and that person could be me on the horse. So, um, and then motorways, yeah, I feel like it's quite chill to just kind of sit on the motorway, kind of go one speed and every now and again there's a slow person overtaking then go back in but I feel like there we go <laughs> I feel like it's quite simple towns on the other hand towns or cities my absolute worst nightmare hate driving in them especially if you have to park or parallel park they're my two worst things because where I park at the moment you know there's not like a proper bay there's no lines you have to park in between you can just go and you're all good but um when you have to park, especially if they're really narrow, because, you know, UK supermarkets or UK towns, they try to, you know, pack in these um, car parks really well. So, yeah, don't like those too much. Actually, I'm all right with multi-story car parks. They seemed really scary when you first learned to drive, but actually, they're quite fun, especially, I like going down, like, the curly-whirly when you go, like, around <laughs> a little circle, because you just put your steering wheel in one place, and you don't have to move it. You just go, your wheels are in the correct place. Well, that's with our one, anyway. Our one was built correctly um, but no part going in cities there are just so like so many people I feel like every time we go to a city I just get a little bit overwhelmed especially since um the pandemic and things I think at school I was all right because I'd just be that I'd be that was my everyday environment like when the bell rang and you had to change classrooms it was just like a sea of people you had to go through but nowadays I haven't done that in years like every the only time I ever really get that with loads of people are horse shows um but no, when I go to a city, I'm always like, oh my goodness, I always forget like how many people there are and like how many houses there are and how many buildings. Um, when I remember going on a school trip once with a boy who'd obviously lived in a town or a city his whole life, and I remember him going like, wow, I've never seen so many trees. And I remember thinking like, do you not get out? And then, <laughs> that's probably what people think to me when I'm like, wow, that is a lot of like houses or that is a lot of cars. <laughs> so... Um, but I am, you know, I'm, I was going to say I am cultured. I have been to, I've been to London like quite a few times as a kid and gone to cities and towns and things just not so often. I feel like I really, like a lot of people are like, oh, do you not get really bored like living where you are? But all my friends kind of live in nearby villages. So I go and see them. So we either, you know, go to the pub or meet up at someone's house. Um, and also like if I'm going shopping, I don't, you know, I don't go on a, 
big old shopping trip every day. I mean, some people might do, like, good for you, gal. You go live your life. But um, especially, like, I feel like most people probably, like, oh, I need a new pair of shoes, go and pop out for that. Or, oh, I ran out of this, I'll just go and pick it up. And I feel like, especially with online shopping, it makes it a little bit easier. Like, if I do run out of something, this sounds really bad, but um, there are a lot of places where (laughs) they deliver next day. So very lucky about that. Although I feel like now it's so bad. If you do deliver somewhere that's not next day delivery, it feels like, even if it only takes an extra day, or if it takes three days, it feels like it takes forever to come. Like, it gets to the stage where you forget that you've ordered something. You're like, oh, I forgot I ran out of this and I really needed it. Anyway, there we go. I do, like... I feel like I'm also really good at not doing online shopping, especially as I feel like I've had a lot of disappointment with online shopping. Like, I've ordered something and it hasn't fit, or the quality just isn't as good as I expected it, or maybe it's not the colour that I expected it to be, or stuff like that. And I am... Like, I will go to the post office. Oh, yeah. My village doesn't have a post office, but the one where my cottage is, that one does have a post office in the village shop, so... um bonus although it's always open at really weird times like you'll go on a Wednesday lunchtime and they'll be like no sorry it's closed Wednesday lunchtimes and you'll be like girl I don't want to have to drive to a different village or a different town like um anyway <laughs> it's always like got weird opening times oh has hairdressers as well my village not the village with the cottage not where my parents live um <laughs> so I, yeah I feel like the village from the cottage is a little bit bigger than the village that I kind of grew up is as a kid um actually There is a hairdresser's or a barber's, but it's like a really old man that runs it and he's kind of like almost retired now and only cuts people's hair like every two weeks, I think. But um, yeah, he doesn't do like colour or women's hair, I don't think. But anyway, that was a bit random. Um, But yeah, I feel like I'm very good at not doing like online shopping like every now and again. Like I'm very good at going to a city like maybe once a month doing like a full-on shop like when I say when I go shopping I go shopping hard because I just don't shop for the rest of the time so I'm like okay what do I need I write my list and make sure that I get everything and there's obviously going to be things I I find it less bad because although like I feel bad because I'm like oh my goodness I've spent all this much money in like one time but then I'm like yeah but that's like this month's budget um and if I see something that I'm like I like I probably do get it because if not, like, I'm not going to go shopping for another month and I might need it or because I just don't do any online shopping. So, um, yeah, I'm very lucky to say when I do go shopping, I go hard. But, um, yeah, I just feel like it's not really something that I'm like, oh, I need to go and get that. I need to... I think the one thing I do miss is, like, eating food out. Like, I love eating food out. But anyway, that's shopping. I'm trying to think of other thing- reasons why you would go to a city. I guess if you went to, like, the cinema or you would go to, I don't know, bowling or s- swimming. Actually, there's there's a swimming pool in my near, nearby town, so that's only, like, 20 minutes away, or, like, a gym. Um, there's actually a hotel that does, like, gym and swimming that I sometimes go to as well. Um, but I feel like that's also another thing that I like to do with my friends. I, I used to. I need to get back into it again. Me and my friend, we would go swimming on, like, a Tuesday evening or something, and it was really nice because we, we wouldn't do, like, intense swimming um breaststroke that kind of thing I always get breaststroke and front crawl mixed up what's that one that one is breaststroke, breaststroke. I'm, okay sorry okay 
We would never do intense front crawl. We would always do breaststroke so our head was kind of out of the water. So we were like exercising, but we could also chat at the same time. So we would just catch up with each other every week. We'd go for a little swim. I feel like that was a really nice thing to do in the winter. I think that's why we haven't done it so much recently because when we've been meeting up, like go on like a little walk in the evening. That's always really nice. Like get out, get in the fresh air, do some exercise, but also just have a little chat with, with your mate, chat with your friend. I always think that's really lovely to do. Um, or just like sit outside in the sunshine. I mean, when the UK does have sunshine. Uh, I'm lucky that where we live it actually is probably one of the sunniest parts of the UK. Um, could, I feel for you guys in Scotland, oh my goodness, I feel like that is next level rain. Um, but anyway, yeah, I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like food, that's the one thing I probably miss the, would miss the most while living in the countryside is you can't like just be like, oh, let's go out to a restaurant tonight. I mean, you could but it'd be like a little bit longer of a drive. I'd say that would probably be like a half an hour drive sort of thing, which isn't bad. Like I've got friends that live in Canada and, um, or lived in Canada, Canada. they live in the UK now. And um, they when they first moved, they moved into a rented house like a little bit further away from where we are. And she kind of joined our friendship group or actually she kind of, I joined their friendship group, but she lived um, probably about 45 minutes an hour away, depending on traffic. And I, w- I would always be like, oh my goodness, do you not like, just get really annoyed with your drive because she would like drive this direction for work as well like every day and she's moved jobs now so it's all good um so she's closer and they moved houses as well but anyway I was like oh my goodness how how and she's like well in Canada like that's a short that's just a normal drive like if you want to go to the nearest next town or something like that so I could not imagine I could not imagine that like in the UK everywhere is so close to each other like you just have to drive like an hour or two and somebody's accent changes or you drive an hour or two and they pronounce something differently or some I don't know like we have so many different like I was gonna say subcultures <laughs> not really but you know what I mean like in different counties over here in the UK like America has different states we have different counties but our counties are tiny like the UK I think Texas is four times the size of the UK to put everything into comparison. So um, yeah, the UK really is tiny weeny. And then we don't just have any like big open spaces, like especially like Australia, I feel like they have all that kind of like just desert area, like the the middle doesn't really have much going on. And we just don't have that. Like there's always, I mean, there are fields, but those fields are probably used by farmers or um, other field using activities, like, I don't know, horses, <laughs> I guess. But um, yeah, I feel like, that is uh, most of the stuff about what it's like living in the British countryside. I mean, we're really, really fortunate to live where we live. It's so beautiful. And I would, I've always been a country person. And as much as I, I've been like, oh, can't go on like a shopping trip. I could, it would just be like a weekend activity. It wouldn't be like an after work activity. And I feel like I would much prefer having the countryside on my doorstep so I could go for like a dog walk or something after work rather than, I don't know going into a town like I feel like a town kind of feels more like a one time a week or a f- every two weeks kind of going and having some fun having a meal out meeting my friends that kind of thing um but yeah I guess if you live in a city you would have to drive like an hour or so to get to the countryside and so I guess you know there's pros and cons there's towns I guess the towns are kind of like the best of both worlds if like it's only a 10 minute drive to the country and you've got things but then you can also drive to the city um so yeah let me know if i was gonna say let me know i guess if you're on youtube you can you can comment down below let me know if you're a country person city person or a town person or um any any others i guess there's 
people that probably live like in they're say a country person but they're like yeah i'm country hard like i have to drive two hours to get to the shop an hour to get to work like i can't imagine that imagine having to like drive like an hour to the shop and imagine like forgetting your wallet and not having apple pay on your phone oh my goodness i would you would kick yourself you would like do like a military operation before you left you'd be like okay have i got my shopping list have i got my keys have i got everything i mean i feel like i need to do that more in my life because the amount of times i've gone somewhere i've forgotten something but like oh just popping back to the cottage forgot to get this for filming or like this that or the other i mean i've only done that a few times i've actually been pretty good um but i feel like yeah we're very lucky where we live we have like the forest which is nearby we have the hills where i love to take the horses we took joey on the hills the other day um we have the beach so we live in very like a there's a, we're very lucky where we live i feel like if for people who played minecraft we have different biomes i feel like that's also a word used in scientific but we have different biomes <laughs> that we can um go to or different areas which all feel very different so anyway that is what it's like living in the British countryside. I hope you enjoyed my little embarrassing story as well. But there we go. Anyway, I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Um, thank you again to Red Post Equestrian for very kindly sponsoring today's podcast and or the podcast in general. And I'll see you all next time. Bye.